Thanks for listening to Bezier. Bezier is sponsored by Superhigh, online courses for code, design, and product management. Superhigh's courses can be done in your own home at your own pace. I've been a Superhigh student since 2017 and have gone from being a designer feeling alienated by the should designers code discourse to building my own sites and now even selling web design services. My favorite part of Superhigh is the community of learners. As a Superhigh student, you're added to this huge community of all the other Superhigh students. It's filled with inspiring people from all over the world in all different places in their careers. I've gotten work there, I found podcast guests there, and even made in-person friends, all because of Superhigh. It's easy to get started. There's an online code editor. You can do it on your own schedule. There's built-in community of learners. It's got everything you need. Start learning to code, design, or product manage today at superhigh.com. I'd like to have guests introduce themselves. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sansia Fernandez. I am from Mumbai in India. I'm a graphic designer here. I actually recently graduated from college, so I am pre-junior, and I actually study media, so it's not related to graphic design at all. All of the design knowledge that I have is I taught myself like through YouTube and all of the articles. Yeah, so how I got started in design is actually through my college because I don't know how much I took on from the syllabus that was actually being <laughs> taught, but I did meet a lot of creative people that were my classmates. So there were a lot of people that were doing photography, um, videography, filmmaking, content writing. So I was like, wow, you guys are killing it. And I was like, so there are these many career options that I could go into. So that opened like a door for me to look into like the world and how it works and there are how many fields into design. And then I got introduced to design with, by one of my friends. And I was like, yes, I can do that. And then I ran with it. And I haven't stopped learning since. So I taught myself design, I got into like Illustrator and Photoshop and pressed every button there is and that's how you learn you just frantically go and press everything uh, Yeah, so that's how I got started in your design and I'm still learning and when that happened Were you still completing another major and you just started learning design as well or how did that happen? Yeah, I was completing my college in like media studies and Like when I used to get home I used to learn design and that just happened side by side I Didn't stop any like the different part. It was just going. And before we get too far in, what are your pronouns and what do you like to do outside of design? Yeah, my I go by she, her. And outside of design, I listen to music, a lot of music. I think I, my parents have a huge problem with it because I already all the time have like earphones in my ear. <laughs> and so I listen to music while I'm designing, when I'm not designing. So on Spotify, I like to go into the credits section and look at all the people that have worked on the project and go into their playlists and listen to all of the songs that they made. So it's just like a cycle. I keep going on and on <laughs> with that. And besides that, I also like to visit cafes because I like drinking coffee. I just really like the environment in a cafe it's really like a Taylor Swift song when she's not being the badass woman that she is. Her songs are like really soft and warm and like a fairy tale. 
So whenever I'm in a cafe and all by myself, I'm like, do not talk to me right now. Taylor Swifting. <laughs> so that's really fun. And I also like nature, which is very difficult because I stay in a place where there are a lot of highways and cars. So there isn't a lot of trees and stuff. So that's hard. <laughs> and you talked about being a self-taught designer with YouTube and articles. I'm wondering if there's any YouTube channels or specific resources for articles that stand out to you that you think are like maybe more valuable to learning design than other things that you've come across. Yeah. So the YouTube channels that I learned from is the future. I think they do a very nice business content as well with design. Like I'm not very good at like the business end. So when you're freelancing, you have to deal with clients and that's your business in itself. So I've learned a lot from like the future and how to deal with like clients from there. And besides the future, there is also this channel uh, from Will Patterson that he does a lot of brand identity and logo designing work. And so I have learned a lot from him as well. And uh, yeah, and also like when if you're self-taught, whenever you come across an article, you just read it. And I think you, it's very important to start from like the basics, so the principles. I think you should start from there. I did a mistake and went into the software first before getting into like getting the basics down. So yeah, so any advice like anyone who is starting out, start with the principles first. It'll help you. That's great advice. My next question for you is going to be, what advice do you have for someone starting out? So that's perfect. And yeah, I remember this senior designer that I used to work with, that was his biggest complaint is so many of these designers coming in from like new grads or more junior people. He was like, they don't know the fundamentals, which I think is a little, he was probably exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good message to think about like focusing on some principles over the latest design tool. But I also think that you don't have to completely follow all the rules that are there into design. Just have fun. It's a form of art. You can have like your style integrated into design as well. It doesn't have to be following all the rules all the time. I had a friend once, I was designing a logo. So he was starting out into design and he was like, oh, did he use like the golden ratio for this logo? So I was like, no, I just use a pen and a paper. <laughs> I don't actually <laughs> go into designing the grid with golden ratios and all of that. I think it's very important to like have fun when you're doing it. And what kind of design work are you doing? You just mentioned logo design. You know, what are the kinds of things that you like to create? Yeah, um, I prefer a brand identity design. I love doing logos and like all the things related to it. Like it has a number of things. A brand isn't just a logo all the time. It has to be uh, accessible into a lot of places and integrated into a lot of places. So it has a lot of marks. So there's one logo and then there is, there are like five different ways that you can put it into. So it is also very important for people to design that. People forget it when you're starting. I like brand identity. I also like a little bit of animation. I've gotten into it. So I do that as well. And I like social media, designing for social media. I think it's very in right now. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you think that more senior designers should do differently? Or even people like, you know, the future team, like these people on YouTube that are teaching design. What do you think that they could hear? Yeah, I feel like the 
senior designers aren't necessarily always in tune with what the juniors are facing. Like sometimes I feel alienated because they talk about spe specialization, but then they also talk about trying all sorts of things. So I'm like, what should I follow? It's really nice to niche out, but I think people uh, also need to learn a lot of different fields and test out the waters and decide what's right for them then. Uh, but I also feel like when they talk about pricing, they are they aim they are coming from a point of view of an agency and they're like they take a lot of big clients and it's very difficult for junior designers to price that high because you don't have any clients right now so if you just start out with a big number you are not going to get any clients because the people that you are have in your network right now aren't that big so i think they need to cover that aspect as well I think they're missing out on that. They do address it, but I think it's still they're focused on getting like the bigger clients. And there are people that do not want to work with a huge, like huge companies. They just want to start out with uh, small designers, small brands, right? So they aren't like aiming for Netflix, or they just want to <laughs> start out with local brands. So if I think they need to cover how people would work around that as well. That's a, that's a really great point. And I'm curious, like in your experience, what are the kind of clients that you want to be working with? Yeah, right now I feel I'm looking for brands that are very small because I want to be exploring my design style right now. And when you're working with a huge company, they have like brand guidelines and you need to follow all of these and they are very useful, no doubt. But I think I need to like expand on my uh, style and work around a lot of styles that and the small industries give me that platform to do. So I think right now I'm more focused on uh, looking for people that are very passionate about their companies and want to expand and have, you know, a style that will match them and not focus on having a design system that they have already designed and stay in line with that. In our creative communities, there's a lot of great people, but I also find that there is an, an, an amount of white supremacy and racism and sexism and transphobia and ableism and all sorts of bigotries in our industry. What are your thoughts on like our ways to combat it? Yeah, I think where we can start from is acknowledging that these problems exist and first you have to acknowledge it because a lot of people are like very ignorant about a lot of things that are happening and they are just like or maybe they just don't care because it doesn't affect them so i think we have to start with acknowledgement like change comes with acknowledgement and I, I also feel the teams should have a lot of diversity when designing and when making products for other people i think because it's important to have that kind of representation and get those point of views across as well. Because if there is a group of people who are designing for uh, something, they are going to get their point of view across. But there are also five other point of views that need to be addressed, because not all people are like you. There, There is diversity in this world. And I think uh, a very nice YouTube video that Kel Lauren, the YouTuber, they are a merch designer. They used to work with Live Nation before and now they do freelance. So they made a video redesigning Playtex tampons, right? 
So they were talking about how it is not inclusive at all because you need to understand the demographic for those people are, you know, uh, cis women, but also a part of their demographic is like, are like trans men that menstruate and non-binary people. I think the packaging right now is so not focused on being inclusive. It's like women and pink and, you know, so I th they mentioned this in their video. Uh, they were like, I'm going to, if I look into a lens and there are a bunch of women, cis women on the other end of the lens and I see through it, they are like, I look at you, you're there, okay? But I'm gonna zoom out and there are also these other different people that are still there and we need to look at them as well, cis women. Yes, I see you, but I also see trans people and I also see non-binary people and they have to be represented, right? So yeah, I think it's very important for us to be inclusive as designers and especially in the packaging industry. So there are products for like men and women. So for the packaging for men is yeah, black, masculine. And for women, uh, they're, they're very overtly feminine. And I don't necessarily relate to that kind of representation because sure, I pass this one sometimes, pass as a very feminine person one time sometimes, but I do not relate to that. So I think a lot of people also feel like how I do, and we need to be represented as well. So I think, yeah, we should start with having diverse teams. Yeah, and I think the other thing to add on to that is the unfortunate looking at those products where they've been separated into two genders and they're priced differently and fundamentally are the same thing in the box. Yeah, the pink tax. The pink tax, right. yes, that's right. I forgot there was a word for it. Yeah, that, oh, I don't even know where to start. Like, they are the same products. Why are we pricing different prices for both of them? That is so stupid. <laughs> if you are listening and you have any insight to like a product that is sold, you better not do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who is one person that our listeners should know about? Yeah, I think uh, there is this person on Instagram. I think his name is Jamie. I'm not sure what his last name is, but I'll link his Instagram to you and then you can put it in the show notes. But I think he does a lot of content with freelance. So he's like mentoring junior designers on having like difficult conversations with clients and not, not people who are starting out into freelance wouldn't know that because they're doing it for the first time. So he makes these reels and I think it's really nice. It's so informational and I've used a lot of them in when I'm dealing with clients and freelancing. So I think y'all and everyone should check him out. Oh, I'm very excited to check him out. Uh, what about books? What book do you think everybody should read? I'm not into reading books a lot because I get distracted, but I did read a book. It's called Building a Brand, Story Brand. I'm not sure who the author is, but it's this book where they talk about your brand should have a story because if it doesn't, then it'll get ignored. And this media that we are living in right now is so fast that it is so easy for a brand to get unnoticed. So there are like, it's divided into three sections and he explains it very nicely and how to build a brand, how to put it all together. I think, yeah, I think that's a very good resource. Oh, I'll check that out as well. And, and I'll get the author from you so we can put that in the show notes too. 
I believe everyone should get paid for their time. So what we do on this show is we share profits from our advertisers, any swag sales, any donations with all of our guests. What are other ways that people can support you? Um, yeah, so I'm looking for freelance clients all the time. And I am also looking for a job. I think you can go to my website. It's uh, sansiadesign.com. So you can look into my work. And I'm taking feedback, taking clients, so you can support me that way. And I also have a little section I wanted to mention, which will be coming out next week on my website, where I have put together all the resources that I learned from as a young designer uh, that are on the internet and put it together in like one on like one place on my website. So if anyone's starting out and you need a little help, that's there. That's a great resource. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious on the, the job part. I love trying to get people jobs. So this is a passion of mine. You mentioned clients, but are you also interested in like in-house or agency work? And what kind of job would you like to have? Right now, I'm looking for a full-time position because I started in like the pandemic where people were, you know, getting laid off. And that was a very good start. So I started freelancing because I had to. <laughs> so right now, since everything is starting back up, I am very excited to like get into a team of designers that are inclusive, that have a good company culture around them. And I also feel like I can learn a lot from designers that you know have been working in the industry. I think I can learn a lot from their process and how they do stuff. I think that's a big one for me. That's why I want to uh, have a full-time position. Yeah, and also I feel um, that once I have a little bit of experience into the, the design industry and then I get into freelance back again, I will be way more efficient and better at it than I am now because I want to learn about the industry more and I do not have that kind of the, the access to the industry right now as a freelancer. So I think I would love to do that. Awesome. I hope someone reaches out to you. We'll put your portfolio in the show notes so that hopefully you can get a job. Yeah. And then your website, is that the best place to find you or would you like people to also find you on social media yeah. or anywhere else? Yeah, yeah. social media. I am um, very active on Instagram. Um, Twitter not so much, but Instagram, you can follow me on Sancia Fernandez with two Z's. You can put that in the show notes as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you can put my Twitter handle in the show notes as well because I do not know what it is. <laughs> I don't use it. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me there. <laughs> A Twitter account you use so much that you don't know what it is. That is it is one so of those funny. where it, it's like the auto-generated numbers at the end? No, it's my name <laughs> and then there's a number, but I do not know what it is. Um, we'll put it in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Cynthia, <laughs> it was so fun talking to you today. I really enjoyed having you on the show. I'm also looking forward to the research you're making. Um, other than that, is there anything else you wanted to share with our audience before we go? Yeah, for, say, the young designers out there, uh, I think it's very important to celebrate your wins. So even if you do not have like something huge to you know celebrate about, but even like the small wins, your everyday wins. Um, I had this friend uh, who was a dancer. She used to keep a book because her mom told her to, uh, in that she used to write all of her wins and like everything that she's proud of, everything she, that she's achieved. And you know, and whenever she's feeling uh, particularly bad about something, she's having a bad day, or she, you know, she's not performing as well as she does every day, she just opens it up, 
and reads it and she's like i'm so proud of where i have come you know and i think that's such a nice thing and you know all the young designers should do it i'm going to do it too i've started it so after this interview i'm going to be had an interview with zagro sir and i'm going to write it there <laughs> yeah i think that's a really nice thing to do and you're going to be really proud of it when you're you know in a senior position in like 5 years from now and she also used to mention that you know you, your life doesn't have to be perfect for you to be super happy with it you know and i think that's such a nice thing of her to say and she inspires me a lot <laughs> shout out well that's a fantastic way to end the show i can't think of a better way to do it yeah uh thank you so much for your time again i really appreciate having you on the show and thanks thank you thanks for having me Bezier is a design interview podcast amplifying voices in our creative communities that don't already have large platforms and aren't working at big five tech companies. We focus on finding guests from all over the world and representative of as many of us as possible. If you have a great guest idea for Bezier, please email us at inquiry at zoct.studio. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at Z-A-C-H-T dot studio.